0: All right. Good morning, everybody. Mike Courtney here, Mass Mutual Eastern Pennsylvania. I'm joined by Steve Parisi from IBC Global. Steve, how are you today? Fantastic, my friend. How about yourself? Real good, man. Real good. Good. Uh, we were just having a little chat offline. I was on. Uh, I was on a call this week with uh, some other of our uh, BGA and carrier partners, talking about some of the pending legislation related to AG 49. This is uh, legislation that is going to require specifically the index UL carriers to change the way that they illustrate and what kind of crediting rates they can illustrate at. And, you know, they're really kind of diving into the minutia of an IUL illustration. So one of the carriers was talking about this and talking about their illustrations. And the whole time, all I could think about was like how wildly complicated this conversation was. Um, I can't believe that anyone would have these kind of in-depth conversations with their client about how the carrier manages their investments, how the carrier supports this product. All of the moving pieces going on behind the scenes with regards to investment options and and such and um and even if they they were going to retain all that and talk to the client about it, i I can't imagine clients would understand this. Um, I mean, I'm in this business for a long time and and some of that is is over my head and just like way over complicated, you know yeah. um I found myself thinking about some stuff that you and I have talked about a lot over the years, which is just like, show me the performance. You know, like if I'm going to stand behind this and promote this to people or have confidence that this is going to be good product or a good policy or a good solution for a client, show me how it works in a real way without smoke and mirrors and show me real life examples. And I I haven't had anyone that's been able to do that with that product, which is a shame because I like it conceptually, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah, no, that's a good point. And just the regulation, as far as what's what's going on right now with AJ, AG49. AG49. Yeah, AG49. So basically what that is doing is putting limitations on what IUL products can illustrate, meaning the illustrated cash value death benefit performance will be less than what you'll see today on an illustration before that regulation is passed. Basically to summarize, yeah. yeah. So you know when you look at actual policy performance on your point with an IUL like to say okay can we just see what some IULs have actually done in the past and then use that as a foundation to say here's what we want to base new illustrations on that would be nice. Frankly it'd be nice if we could do that with whole life too in some ways. Um, but that that is hard to get like we create historical illustrations for clients that start policies with us and to do that what we're doing is looking at the original illustration but then every year that passes we're taking what they paid in their annual statement what's the net cash value the net death benefit and tracking it year over year and firsthand I can say it is a decent amount of work just to update it and then present it to the client and such so insurance companies can't do it but if they're going to a put the time into do it, to, to doing it and then b show it even when it doesn't show that, fav- that as favorable results I think that's the issue right there because if I can illustrate five percent to you but then reality shows one or two percent it's like I don't want to show that because my sales are just going to plummet yeah. that would be my my gut reaction or gut feeling as to why they they don't want to do that or why anyone wouldn't want to do
0: that. Oh sure, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I mean, I think for me, that what what I have trouble with is this conversation that sounds like we are really going to try to target disclosure and transparency yeah. to consumers when there's a real clear path to transparency that you're not going down. You know, I, I just I don't know why even pretend then to be transparent. Um, I I just I just wish if that if that was going to be the case, I would wish that maybe the product was the conversation was a little bit simpler and easier to follow. And as a consumer, I know going in what my risk is that the policy is not going to perform as illustrated. Yeah I I mean I wish the the entire industry
1: was like that where we could see actual policy performance here's what different products or different companies have done with different designs because that would provide transparency and someone could see hey based on what I want to accomplish am I taking out this product because I want a large death benefit for estate planning or I want maximum cash value because I want access to it I want to take income what companies and products and designs all that fun stuff we always talk about what's ideal and if I can see actual performance and that would make life so much easier for the consumer and the agent but at the end of the day why I think that won't happen is because that'll disqualify so many products and designs and I do think that sales would just plummet as a result it would take away a lot of the the sizzle or the attraction but I think that's
0: That's the issue there. So, but (laughs) yeah. Um, Now, when you first started building out your uh, your platform and distribution, did you get from Mass Mutual and Guardian historical policy performance, or you used existing policies to build that out? Excuse me. Yeah both.
1: So we've got policies from Mass and Guardian some other carriers too um, Northwestern New York Life to be specific some of which were clients or prospects that I had met over time that took out a policy when I was a toddler right or even before I was born and said hey here's what I did and then they sent the annual statements we looked at the transaction history took some time to gather but we got to see here's what was paid
0: in. Here's the cash value. Here's the internal rate of return. We can look at it
1: annually. Right
0: but you weren't getting that from you were getting that from clients. I mean you were just kind of manufacturing that. Correct, correct. Some companies do have pieces. I know Mass
1: Mutual's got a a handful of policies uh, that were written in 1980 and I think 1990 that's public information at least to agents, right? They have that public. Guardian's got some ones from 1975 and others from 1990. And these are historical policies where they look at here's the dividend rate changing each year, here's what was paid, here's the cash value. The IRR is usually not there, you have to do that that on your own. But there is information with them that they do provide. So we've got those but really what I like to do is, what I had mentioned earlier, obtain actual policies. So the older ones we've gotten from individuals, some from the carriers, and then with all of the ones we've written over time, that is something we'll do every year because we've got access to all of the info from the get-go. And man, that really, that's nice. A lot of people like that where they can see what was illustrated. What do I actually have? Did the dividend rate change? Did my payments
0: change? And let me just track the performance to see if it's really, really working. I wonder how this legislate, what's going to happen with this, you know, if that's going to hurt IUL sales or... Um, it may not. I mean, people i I don't see you know the typical uh promoter of i u l let's say it's a it's a big b g a who's working with a lot of brokers um the compensation with i u l is higher um i still think the illustrations are gonna look a little bit better than whole life like I don't see this big pivot to whole life sales, but i think there probably would be some advisors who would scratch their heads a little bit and and change gears? Pro- probably. And I mean, regardless of what that illustration shows, I would
1: still try to dig in and find some historical performance or really just yeah, ask clients that have had policies for a long time. And with an IUL, the simple sales pitch or one of the simple sales pitches, something you had mentioned before this call, which was you can never go backwards. You can't lose value in your IUL because you've got the 0% floor. The market goes up you go up with it well if, if I'm an agent and I tell that to someone and then several years into the policy they look at their statement from last year to this year and they went down in value because there's a down year in the market and you've got all of the expenses and everything that come with it they don't care about the expenses they're going to say you told me I wouldn't go down in value but I went down like what happened yeah that was
0: one of your big selling points and you
1: just blow it. Correct so the issue with that is think of it if you're the consumer and you were told hey you're not going to go down in value and then you did you're going to be upset maybe you want to take action like all of this stuff that like no one wants to deal with we just want to help people with their money right it's an insurance product explain how it works and set it up properly but you've got to understand what you're selling what you're explaining and such and if you just Use, use fancy words to sell the product because if that's they don't Yeah, if that's what you heard from someone else who's very, very good. like that's where an issue can occur, and the issue usually occurs several years down the road. It's almost never up front. It's, right. too, it's at a point where it's too late, and then that's, that's what causes cash value life insurance often to be a target, because now someone who's anti-cash value life insurance can say, "See, told you it was no good because look what's happening there. So there's a lot of stuff just to be aware of, and really from an agent standpoint, gotta do your due diligence, take the time, slow down, do the research and then make sure what you're selling and what you're explaining really works for a
0: client. Have you dug into those products enough to see whether the um, loans and income coming out of those policies works for your type of client and your designs? With IULs, yeah.
1: No, I haven't. Yeah, okay. I haven't.
0: You know, the one, the
1: one guy that I've seen really know knowing his stuff around IULs, um, you know who he is, Bobby Samuel Samu- Samu- Samuelson. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just from some of his material that I read and seeing some of his uh, interviews and such, like he he knows life insurance and he can also articulate it. He can communicate in a way that. A lot of people will understand he's very good at that. So I've seen him do that with IUL and he's got a good understanding there. Um, so him, yeah, I would still do my own due, due diligence, but he's a credible resource in my opinion that is actually going to dig in. And when he communicates it, it is going to be off facts, not off a of gut feeling. Right. That right. Or just pure
0: salesmanship.
1: Correct. Correct. I don't even know if he, he sells
0: life insurance. I don't know much about him. Well, no, Now, I mean, he's become a, you know, kind of consultant to the stars for for the life insurance industry. Yeah. Mass Mutual actually had him uh, for the last couple of years has been doing a lot of educational webinars and seminars, uh, helping Mass Mutual agents talk about the differences between whole life and IUL and really kind of painting uh, a scary picture of IUL. And what's coming in that marketplace? So I don't know if that's just, um, yeah, I don't know if that's that's reality or not. I think what's going to happen is this this regulation is going to force these carriers just to reduce their illustrated rate. That's all. Yeah. yeah. And it's not going to look as sexy as it did a year ago, but there, you know, people still find a way to sell. And you know, conceptually, I think that those those products. You know, if you told me I could take advantage of um, have some kind of, you know, market exposure with a floor and a ceiling, that sounds pretty good, you know, Mm -hmm. but there's a lot more to it than that, but just that sounds good. It does. And, you know, the thing is
1: we have people that work with us frequently that are interested in that because it's more upside than, than what a whole life product offers. And we don't, we don't sell IUL going back to the historical performance. We don't see it work. We, we you can't haven't. do it with a case like that. Um, so there's 2 things. One, we're always up front as far as we don't sell IUL and here's our stance. We can definitely refer you to someone that understands the product well but we don't want to take the risk on as a company. However, some people are interested in this option which Guardian with their whole life insurance products they do offer an indexed rider that you can attach. Right. So it's a pure whole life insurance product yeah so what it is it's just a rider you can attach to a policy where you can t- link your cash value instead of to the basic dividend dividend interest rate to the s and p five hundred index instead, and you've got a cap right now it's at ten and a half percent the floor is four percent, but then there's a two percent charge which means it's actually two percent is your guaranteed rate okay. it's a nice option it does is it all- something you can toggle back and forth on. You can, yeah. So I can elect to tie 100% of my cash value to the index strategy. I can go 50%, 30% and I can adjust it every year. Mm -hmm. Once a year. Correct, once a year. And when I exercise it, whatever percentage of cash value I link to that index rider, that's that percentage of cash value, the fee will be assessed to that, that 2% charge. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's a nice option to be aware of and often we'll show it and show the net values with the fees and
0: such. I mean, but does that I, get s- somebody who's hopped up about IUL? Does that typically get them there? Um, a lot of times, yes because if they're speaking with us
1: they like the idea of an IUL but they also want the stronger guarantees. The big difference between a whole life and, and IUL if you're looking at a worst-case scenario with a whole life product the guaranteed rate is always going to exceed the insurance expenses and your value goes north the guarantees on the IUL you're going to go south yeah it's going to turn into zero. So if you say hey I'm not comfortable with that I want those guarantees there but man I would like some of that upside that's where that's a nice rider to attach to a whole life insurance policy and in fact most people we work with will attach it but if you attach it and leave it at zero percent it's as if you never had it there's no charge the no fee no charge nothing like that. It's after say a 08 or we're in a low market for a long time and we think there's going to be a long rebound, right. that might be a nice time to flip it on for a little bit. Maybe it's at yeah. 50% if I don't want to go 100. But again, it's a nice option to have and I can do it without being committed to the fees. Right. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a nice middle ground there for some people. Um, but it's an option, right? And explain the fees, explain how it works, show the guarantees, the dividend values, the index values, so you can see everything up front and then you can pick it if you're comfortable with it. That's really how it Well, then also,
0: I, like I always think about when you're pulling money out, whether it's income or if you're pulling money out in the form of loans, uh, I, I don't always feel like these IUL companies are, are equipped really to handle that and manage that long-term. Um, but that's my um, yeah. <laughs> I just I just haven't dug into the details enough on that.
1: Yeah, I, and I mean, if you're a consumer, if you say, okay, this stuff is complex, like how I would look at that, Mike, is there to say, all right, show me what you're going to show me, like the the best looking scenario. I would like to see the guarantees even though the agent would say oh don't worry about it that's not going to happen yep. but then show a midpoint a true midpoint assumption in between the guaranteed and whatever the current rate is and look at that. Why I say true midpoint is you and I as an agent can go in there and change the rate right? and say let me tick it down 50 basis points or something like that. No show it conservative because how I look at it and this is often how I'll discuss a whole life insurance product with someone is if we're looking at the guarantees someone ultra conservative says I want to see the guarantees look at those and if you look at those and you don't get the reaction of oh there's no way I'm doing this if you're still somewhat comfortable with it chances are extremely likely that it's going to do better than the guarantees we've always yeah. seen that course, Rest- it's going to be happy correct but look at that what I don't want because I wouldn't want someone to do it to me is Ah, You don't want to look at that because it's unrealistic. It's not going to happen like no, no, no That means you're trying to beat around the bush on a topic that or on a question that i'm asking you so Show it to me.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree Well, listen if anybody wants to continue this conversation or ask some follow-up questions of either myself or steve Please feel free to reach out to either one of us At any time And, and this this conversation for sure will continue uh, when ag49 is is finalized and uh, maybe we can get one of our uh, external partners on the line with us one yeah. day to uh, you know duke it out and give give us some more specific info. Uh, but for now, I'm Mike Courtney. This is Steve Parisi, and we hope you have a great week. Thanks for joining us. Thanks so much, Mike. Enjoy.